And uh, yeah, and that's basically going to be the show. We have a bit of challenge oh, in terms of our music and sounds and all of that. Our systems are down, uh, but do get in touch with us then on our poll question. And uh, you can uh, call 011-714-2006, WhatsApp 061-410-4107. Let's talk trending news. Ade, I uh, understand you are there. Good morning. Ade Kunle. Uh, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? I'm doing well too. I'm doing good, thank you. Thanks for joining us on this Wednesday. How's the week been so far? We're midway now through it. Yes, it is. Uh, it is a good day. Um, we uh, we're looking forward to, to the weekend. Um, Already, you think um, of the weekend? It's, yeah, it's midweek now. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, today we speak about Naledi Chirwa, the EFF MP. First of all. So the uh, Economic Freedom Fighters MP has uh, shaken social media. There's those who are against and those who are for what she said, but she's basically calling President Cyril Ramaphosa, and I quote, a weak little boy. Tell us more. Yes, the, that is uh, something that has been on the, the trend in the old Week and I do not think this is going to even end anytime soon, as there have been quite a lot of debate around this particular statement that was um, used to describe the president of the country. And some people think um, she hasn't gone out of line. Some think she has, and the question really is. As she got out of line, what she said was it is it inappropriate? And some said she's an African woman, is it disrespectful? And uh, and we begin to look at the rules of engagement in the in the in, in the parliament, how the politicians talk to each other and they've been with a lot of pointing hands um, to the EFF policies on how the, how they speak, how they engage, and 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 all sort of things like that. And some like uh, two particular uh, tweets that was actually quite interesting. And they said that the democracy in 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 the country allows you to be able to express yourself without having to to make um, to to insult the personality of the person. And it's just something that we, we do not know where do you draw the limit. I, I personally do not think um, it, it, we need to bring um, uh, the, the semantics around uh, this conversation, but South uh, but Africa, people are not having it. They are very disappointed at um, how she has used the word to, dis- to describe the president. Uh, it, it's just... It's just social media, and it's also a a clash of different opinions around this conversation. So this whole, uh, uh, um, what do you call it, the whole statement that she made on, was it Twitter? Yes. The whole statement that uh, she made then on on Twitter was in response to the president's uh, letter where he was calling on South Africans to protect the institution and our democratic state and the electoral process. From, from anyone who wants to weaken the democracy, as you are saying, and those who want to deny the South African people 
of their hard-won uh, free or hard-won freedom. And then that's when she responded and said all these uh, different things that she, she said. And of course, she wasn't just saying that he's a weak little boy. She was going on about other things and, and how, uh, you know, little boys throw tantrums when you uh, expect it and they, they don't have a backbone. They have to go by what other people are saying, uh, talking about fellow stooges that sent him. It just went on and on and on. What happened to the term honorable members, which alludes to mutual respect and a respectable address of members to other members, even if they are in disagreement, because these sentiments don't seem to reflect any of that. Uh, absolutely, that's uh, that's the normal rule of engagement, and of course, it shouldn't just be in the parliament. It should be that business to be carried out of parliament. But I also felt like. Uh, maybe at that point in time, it was something that I've been caught in the moment, and 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 knowing that uh, the the Naledi is a firebrand kind of person, someone that is a non-nonsense person, and also knowing that the the EFF is known for for fake news like that, they, and some people also think this is just. Um, uh, politics, as as we do see it uh, often in the in the parliament, some think um, she might have said that to trend. She might have said that to to express herself, and she has not come out to apologize or or make any comments to say, look, guys, you actually misunderstood me or something of that nature. She used the word word for word, and knowing the amount of retweets and reaction that this statement has gotten, I think um, they are in for something. They have put their message out there, they have put their, their expression out there to the, to the ANC and also the president at large. And it, it's, it's just something that we, we're not used to and, and, and something that um, South Africa are not really happy with. And those who are for uh, saying that, you know, it's in, in our constitution that one can express their freedom uh, or, you know, there's freedom of expression and freedom of speech and she has the right to say how she feels. I, I really don't know what your thoughts are on, on that. And I, I bring it back to this term, honorable members, because I feel like as much as the, there is disagreement and opposition, that should always be top of the mind in terms of how one places their sentiments and how they deliver what they want to say the honourable members uh, term that, that we reply to or use when we speak to our, our members of parliament. Because if in that case, even if it was an issue of she must speak her mind, that should be in line uh, with with how she delivers her speech. This, this is very uh, insulting uh, to me. I mean, I'm thinking as much as those who are also saying that uh, in an African culture or an African setup, this would be deemed as very disrespectful. I think in any culture, this would be disrespectful to respond to anybody and speak to anyone in this manner. Uh, absolutely, this is this is something that, and one of the questions that has been asked is, has she gone too far with this with this topic? Is this with this uh, statement rather? And 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 I mean, some most of the, some other people also think. 
she she is within a right to to criticize the president to to say how however how she feels it's it's just something that um it cuts uh, it's shocking and and yeah, surprising shocking. for for I, everyone to see <laughs> it's uh, we're waiting for the presidency to issue uh, a, a response and and, and we the president might not even respond to it and they might probably understand that Oh, what is the effect? We, we, we used to this. I mean, the president has actually absorbed worse statements than this from from the from the leader of the of the of the, of the EFF as well. So, if we should look at it at the, at the level of um, compared, it, I don't think it is something that is that um, hectic. It's just like the country is uh, shocked and disappointed that something of this nature would would have come from. And I think you're right. I I think the presidency might actually opt to not respond. I wouldn't be surprised if they did not. And I mean, if she's talking in her sentiments on the president about a a toddler or a little boy throwing tantrums, it seems like she's the one throwing a tantrum. This does not seem like a fully functioning adult speaking in this manner. That's my view. You know, when you are at a certain age or of a certain understanding in life, you learn how to speak to people. You learn how to, you know, deliver your grievances in a manner that is you know, not just respectful to the person, but to yourself and who you are. How do you talk to anybody like this? I'm, I'm shocked. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. And I don't understand those who are, you know, using the defense that in South Africa we have freedom of speech. I, I still don't understand why that would be. There are some who have said uh, she seems to have better respect for the enlightened Christian gathering leader, Shepard Bushiri, but uh, who was allegedly, you know, accused of rape, money laundering and fraud. Of course, he's denied the allegations. There's a video of her having seen at the church of Bushiri where they are, there's a prophecy over her life and, and she refers to him as Papa, which is, I guess, father or term for dad. Uh, what do you make of that one? That's, that's uh, also an interesting twist to this um, um, um Conversation and 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 that is when you bring the the African um, um, rules of engagement to it, where no matter how how you feel, you cannot address another person to it. Of, of course, um, how she has she would address um, Prophet Kushiri, um, people also said she wouldn't have called. She wouldn't have said words like that to him as opposed to saying such things to the to the South African president. He is the third president of the country and and, and that puts that puts a lot of things in question of of personality, her values, her morals and how do you tend to respect um should such level of respect to someone that is um, uh, way, someone with an integrity that I question, if I put it that way, I think this case is still in court with South Africa, but you would, you would um, speak to the South African president in this, um, in this manner. Of course, it is, it is, it is surprising, and um, why would you choose to respect someone, someone and, 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 and look over the, the order? It is, it, as I said, it, it could be also be politics at, at, uh, at EFF known for for auction such statement and and I think the president might just look at it like oh it is one of those uh, oh it's EFF okay 
it's fine. We would we would look over it and, and, and get busy with fixing the country. So it is one of those things. And and um, and then some tweets also were saying that um, there is um, um, rubber heads of uh, as actually has called the president a moron at some point in time, but the country didn't react. And now it is this time around we are reacting. And and I think at at the point. It's it's also the context of the of the conversation, and as you said, like if any other person, they bring try to bring racial racial um, context to this conversation, and I mean, I think we look at it from an context. African point in, in of view. In what way? In what way the racial context? Like if if, if a white person, um, a white person has said this to, to South Africa to, to South African president, okay, no you. one uh, didn't didn't respond, but now it is us. And, and I said it is also quite. Uh, we cannot rule out the fact that we are African people, and there are values that we we hold on. We have there to. I mean, that also cuts across religious views as well, be it um, different social um, um, social um, groups. They all have different values that they hold on to. So, in 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 my culture, for example, you dare not shake the head of an elderly person. But in South Africa, you offer your hand to an elderly person and to shake them. But in my country, you do not do that. So there's a lot of context to it in different ways. We can begin this, you know, some parts values that cut across different culture. So I do not think that is necessary, though. But that is also part of the conversation that is being being had in, in the social media around around this this issue. It is hot. It is battle of thought, battle of opinion. And as it will not, I don't think it will end. We might even have it still trending for another couple of days. And and I think the president um, entertained this um, response. It might get it going uh, longer than it should be. If the presidency or the president does not respond or anyone from the government and leadership does not respond to these sentiments, do you think the EFF should step in and say something, the other members? I think the the EFF to look at the, the the reputation of the party. I think it is something that they, they might need to look, consider as well. If the EFF is looking at um, getting getting more people to reason with their views, with their manifestos, we don't. I do not think um, they. Of course, they are freedom fighters, and they, but they need to also understand that they are their approach is also very important. I do not think um, some people might not want to identify with a party that use such a word that do not understand the rules of engagement, that do not respect our... our those are basic things that, and that is something that EFF might want to look into in their brand culture, and they, I think a statement from them would would sort of um, be ideal, and, and um, I'm not they should do that because they want to win votes, but also it's also good for brand reputation as well, if we should look at it that way. Yeah, absolutely. Approach and delivery is very important. And I mean, even those who might say current leaders have failed us and they, they still need to gain our respect. But approach and delivery is very important. It, it must reflect a maturity on the part of the one who is speaking, even if you don't feel like the one that you are addressing your sentiments to is not mature. That's my thought on that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't like what happened there. But hashtag matric results, uh, let's move on to that. They're coming out tomorrow. So the High Court in Pretoria granting an application 
uh, and also the lobby group Afroforum was part of this application, was a matric learner, Afroforum and Maruela Media, to uh, make sure that the Department of Basic Education must uh, publish the matric examination results in newspapers. We know earlier the department had said they don't want to in protection of the matriculants' uh, uh, privacy. So now it's going to be published tomorrow. Or they're going to be published tomorrow, the results. It's, um, I, I didn't even think the, the Afroforum were going to um, get a, a, a hearing on this. It, it's just something that um, it, I, I think the outcome also reflects that our justice system still works. And, and um, sometimes when we get to... Um, uh, when we get to get this kind of um, decisions by the government, of course, the, the Minister of uh, Education did say that this was because of the Poppy Act, and this is why they're doing this. And, and some some people have different views to it, and they took it to the to the courts, and and they won. And it's actually something really good to see that um, we can. Resolve issues, and and the, the the legal system can look into it, and they can weigh it out and and decide to make a ruling. I think it's good for democracy. It's also good for uh, good for the rule of law in, in the country at large, and um, and and also I I do not even think this was actually surprising for me as a person, and um, I think it, it's. I think at the point in time, the the the, the pupils or the students will be will be happy to to get their results published and and get to view it wherever they are and and without obviously not uh, breaking the property uh, act law. And I think that property act law was actually also being exercised, knowing from experience that I've also did work on this on this um, system at some point in time. I think two years ago. The result can be out if you do not provide your exam number. There are so certain things that you cannot have access to if you're not actually the, the, the person who wrote the exam. Of course, if you gave your details to your mom or to your uncle, they will be able to check on your behalf and all sort of things like that. So I think Poppy Act to an extent is being, is being um, reviewed in this, in this scenario. Yeah, I, it would have been impractical also, I mean, the department, uh, because, I mean, in terms of what they had said before, that uh, metric learners who wanted to access their results would need to register on the department's website to obtain them, as, I mean, the judgment did note that not everybody has access to Internet, number one, and number two, the website could crash. If everybody, and you can imagine, everyone was going to go online at the same uh, time, a large number of people being there trying to access that information. So, uh, I, I, I don't know, this court ruling, what do you think, uh, then, in terms of where we are now? It, it is, it is it, it's, it's a good thing. Um, it, it's, uh, however, the medium of, of information and things um, rendered, it could be in the print, it could be on the website, it could be by SMS as well. Um, the 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 the, the opportunity of having to check the result because it is something that also it has become a trend. It has become um, something that we're used to in South Africa, and and I also think the timing for the change was a little bit too late as well, and and before, uh, there wasn't really enough room for consultation regarding this. 
and and I think the department could have actually done it a little bit sooner. Of course, they would have the other days as well. But if the, if the government were trying to department rather were trying to 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 make such decisions, I think they should have also planned the ahead maybe before metric was even reaching to say, hang on, this is what we're planning to do. Come next year, this is what is going to happen. What are your thoughts? And this is why we are doing this. I think if they had done that as well, um, maybe the, the courts might have ruled in favor of the Department of Basic Education. But all of those things were not also in, in put into consideration. And just a sudden uh, decision were going to disrupt um, uh, plans as well regarding this. So I, I do think the department can take a, a lesson from that mm. and, um, and moving forward, they can be able to be more proactive than reactive in, in this in this situation. Okay. Let's talk hashtag festive season now uh, and the figures that have come from our transport minister, Fiki Lembalula, doing a tally of what's happened over the Arrive Alive campaign during this festive season. Road accident fatalities, let's start by the increase by 14% generally during this 42-day festive season. Yes, uh, the, the the increase is, is, is quite um, it's quite shocking and and it, it's just something that I personally struggle to to understand how we expect um, the death on the road to to always happen and over the years it's something that we are used to of when there's never time this will happen and we are ready to collect data. We're ready to 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 actually. Um, it's something that we're waiting to happen, and and that's something that I think as a country, it is something that is quite important for us to to look into. We cannot uh, have this death, um, the fatalities of the death to be happen every year on year, and and I also share the the minister's um, uh, message on this, and it, it's unacceptable. We cannot continue to to have a country where people die in this manner every year and year and it, it's just something that um, the alcohol is is the top of the reason they said and over speeding and and also bad driving behavior and there was that video that was trending with a with a range rover of a driver that actually had his legs out and it was actually a few times he tried to crash into oncoming traffic. And I think that driver was later arrested. I saw that, um, I think, during the first case. And this is something that you would ask yourself, why, what's, what's happening with us as South Africans? And, 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 and why do we have this behavior? And I think the government needs to begin to look into why do we have the way we do? Why do we do these things? Why are these numbers not going down? All sort of questions like that. And we begin to look at how to address it. We will not wait till December and start doing campaign, do not drink and drive, arrive alive, all sort of things. And January, with data, we carry on our lives. So these are things that need to be looked into 
we if we need to mm. ag- address these issues. It is shocking. Yeah. And as you say, so I mean, uh, the main also. main causes uh, alcohol was involved. Jaywalking was the, the top one. Speeding, wet or slippery roads. We had rainy weather also which proved to be a complicating factor. I think there was quite a lot of rain this December. Still is a little bit now in uh, January. But uh, seven provinces uh, had recorded increases in road fatalities. And then the other ones that have uh, recorded declines, which are they? Uh, Provinces that have um, recorded a decline, um, um, not entirely sure. We've seen the Northern uh, Cape add increases, Northwest add increases, um, Hauteng also add increases, um, Pumalanga um, reduce, and I think as well from the report, I think um, the prefect as well, um, they add an increase. And, 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 and uh, it's, this is, the data is everywhere. And, uh, and um, it, it's just something that... Um, I think we should look at um, how, what made this provinces to have an increase and what made the other provinces to, to have a decrease. Yeah. And I think it, uh, we can in comparison to, to each other. This can keep also having a reduction as well uh, in, in the province. And uh, interesting also the type of vehicles that were mostly involved in these crashes. Uh, one would think minibus taxes were at the top, but no, not really. They only accounted for 8%. Uh, light motor cars were the biggest contributor in at 49%. Uh, what do you make of uh, that analysis? Yes. It, 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 you know, I was also expecting the, the, the mini-buses to have, to have had more numbers and, and, and having to see that um, light vehicles were involved in the 49% of this, of this um, numbers, it, it just also... Um, uh, tie it down to to the to what the minister said in terms of driving behavior and and could be other factors like uh, wet roads or even alcohol as well and it, it's it's just something that um, we need to look at that as a, as as a, as a country um, we need to look at our driving behavior we need to look at how drivers these are car owners people that actually own the vehicles not public transport this time around. And, and, and get to um, review the system. Maybe the demerit system the, the minister was trying to push could actually help in a way to caution people on how to engage themselves on the road. And also shocking to see that KZN um, um, as a province also has a, redu- uh, uh, a decline as well, which is also usually have um, okay. a high increase in traffic too. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, that demerit uh, system then has been mooted. It's put on hold uh, in terms of uh, what Outer wanted to achieve. They went in their favor, and the main issue there being legislative com- competence of uh, national government to enact it. So I, I guess we'll see in terms of how that will pan out and if uh, it does come into uh, system, uh, if it does come into operation, how that can also help in terms of driver behavior. Let's talk hashtag Kenya now. Um, in Kenya, what's happening there? Uh, talking about the Supreme Court then, hearing a, a constitutional review bill, which is regarded as controversial in the country. What is this bill? 
What does it uh, say to apply for or, or provide for, and why is it seen as controversial? Yes, um, knowing that the, the current um, president, uh, Kenyatta, is it will be it's outgoing president now, and uh, this this program that is called Building Bridges Initiative is it, something that they think is going to help the country with the issues that they have with opposition and and, and all of that. So they're looking at creating new positions in the executive in, 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 in the government, which include a prime minister and two deputy prime ministers and, and, and increasing the number of parliamentarians from 296 to 366. And, and he thinks this uh, initiative is really going to dilute the power and where the winner takes all kind of approach to um, election in, in the country. And, and knowing that the, the country had had issues in the past and where and even where um, oppositions were not happy with, with the outcome of results and they've had issues where they have to do some sort of power sharing deal and, and which has not really worked in the past. So they're looking at uh, a progressive nation where the, this seats and this uh, um, creation of more positions would let uh, an opposition as well to to feel some sort of um, entitlement or some sort of involvement, if I would put it that way, in the government and without having to fight, without having to resort to violence whenever the result doesn't go in their favor. And and something this is controversial, as you said. Something this is unnecessary. It it is going to actually um uh, they're looking at taxpayers' money. They're looking at how what is the practicality of making this work for Kenya. And Kenya is being plagued with a lot of issues, internal and uh, politics, and also having to deal with Al Shabaab as well, the terrorism. Um, attacks and the communal attacks they've been having, and they think it's um, some of them could be linked to opposition and all sort of things. And they think if they involve um, the opposition in this in the in the government, it can help the country to be much stronger and more united in in in, in fighting any um, outside forces that may attack uh, the, the country. And I think the president might be looking at it from a from a different uh, angle. For example, but um, and some don't agree with him. It makes sense on both sides, I guess. I mean, from the outgoing president Uhuru Kenyatta, who uh, is kind of in our industry, we say open up the industry, but I guess in this case it would be opening up of power. Uh, but then on the other hand, as you say, the controversy around taxpayers' money being used and that Al Shabaab militants might infiltrate parliament as a result of opening up this industry, this space, opening up the power and the practicality of it. So I wonder how that's going to be resolved. But anyway, the courts uh, will meet again uh, tomorrow. Uh, and if, uh, what is the story? They, they continue until tomorrow in terms of the hearings, right? And then from there, they'll announce the date of the decision, the judges. Yes, it is, it is uh, a three-day uh, um, competition around this um, hearing, rather. And um, the outcome would, definitely uh, be a changing factor in the history and uh, the political history of Kenya. And um, hopefully, 
it will, uh, it, I mean, it's also going to be um, a change because uh, uh, knowing that Kenya holds a very a key blo- um, power, uh, role in the Eastern Bloc and African on the continent, it's actually quite critical. It should be a model for for a country like Ethiopia as well and all sorts of things so they could actually influence um, a, a bit of change in that region. Okay, let's talk hashtag netball quad series. We didn't do so well. Our netball team there in Australia in the netball quad series, we lost to England. Uh, it's, um, it, I think it's, it's what I would say, um, looking at the, the game, it's, of course, all of being through my support for Southern Africa. And, and, and that game with, with England was, was quite interesting. The first quarter was, was like a, a three-point difference. And looking at the second quarter, I think that's when you get to see that the, 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 English, the English side got their reading back and, and the, the difference was 10, 10, 10 points apart. And the third quarter was also something where you will expect um, South Africa to look uh, promising that they could actually make up more points. But unfortunately, it didn't happen. And we would, uh, we would um, expect, um, of course, I expected a, a different outcome, you know. But um, we will still support them and wish them um, get to this under time to try again, um, look at um, what could be the reason, what they pick up the lessons from this. And, and I think in, in sport, um, admitting, um, taking lessons from, from defeat is good. You know, you get to, to see where your weaknesses are. Of course, English side is a quite a stronger, a stronger side. And um, it's, it's it's one of those, but it's also a privilege as well it's, uh, to, for South African, um, uh, I, I wouldn't say privilege, as well, but a good opportunity for, for South African um, netball, netball team to play with, uh, with the likes of you know, New Zealand, Australia, and England. And these are really strong team, and, and, and it, will, it will sharpen and, and bring some um, growth as well into the South African side. All right. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I feel so bad because number, uh, England is number one in the world and we are ra- ranked at number five. So I think the girls did OK. They did good. And uh, up next, the Commonwealth Games. Yes, um, that, that is something that they I mean, it's, it's, it's when that happened. It's um, we we I know that um, I'm putting my weight heavy on South Africa. It's, it's something that we will, I mean, we will uh, work on and, and get to do way better than, than we've been doing right now. And and it was, as I said, the racing in South Africa, South Africa is, is actually it's actually quite good yeah, compared good. to yeah, and the I rest think, of the I world. Think it's, it's, we quite, did okay. it's quite good. Very yeah. Well, thanks so much, uh, Adekunle, for joining us and uh, have fun there in the UAE until we chat again. As you're looking forward to yeah, the weekend you. plans already. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. All right. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Adekunle Owolabi, social commentator, discussing trending news and uh, in terms of what's happened in social media in the last uh, 24 hours.